second hour of Barbarian in the Valley. What we know better as the Free Associates, folks. That's right. The Free Associates, podcasted all over the universe. Easy to find, hard to shake. And it means that we can associate freely with anyone we want to. Any idea that comes up, we're free to associate with it and to free associate, of course, always. Because if we were disciplined, if we really had our stuff together, we would stay on point. But what fun would that be? In a world of experts, folks, it's amateurs you want. Amateurs, wait for it, like us. That's right. Waylon is on the show this week, and we know he's an amateur boy, I'll tell ya. Now, speaking of free association, just earlier I was upstairs, the campus center, heard a piano in the corner. Heard a piano play and thought of my father, my deceased, long-gone father, who I loved very much, and all the orchestras we used to go to, and I thought about those orchestras tuning up, and then I thought, you know, my dad played piano almost every night. Every night he'd be playing piano as dinner was getting made, and I now play piano every night with my kids. Except it's Janis Joplin, not Scott Joplin, but it's still music, and we have these wonderful dance parties. Now, speaking of my father, I have to say, I just want to share a memory. I remember one night so distinctly. We went three towns over to rent a VCR machine. That's right. We had to go three towns over. We rented a VCR machine for a lot of money. It was like $60 a night to rent this machine, and that's in like 1984 money. Rented a couple of videos, brought it home. Everyone was so excited. It's one of those moments. It's like in the 20s when they brought a radio home. And I remember my dad, who was in computing, talking about the future, and he knew what was coming. He understood the internet because he worked on the internet, you know, what was called ARPANET back then. And he said, you know, someday you're going to buy stuff through the phone line. Someday you're going to stream movies. He didn't say stream, but he's going to say you could get any movie you wanted to through the phone line. And I just thought, wow, I mean, I didn't really take it that seriously. But that time is upon us, folks. That time is upon us. Now, this week, we'll be talking about that, okay? So if you want to look at our reading, it's on barbarianinthevalley.com. Yes, barbarianinthevalley.com has it all. It has Barbarian and also has the Free Associates, and it also has the reading a couple days before the show. Now, this show is pre-recorded, okay? So we're not taking phone calls. That doesn't mean you don't need to take the reading and give it a good look. It's short, and it's about internet privacy. Now, fortunately, I consider Waylon an expert on this. And by expert, I mean someone who seems confident, and yet you ask him one question, he falls apart. If anyone's heard the CRISPR piece on the other episode, they know what I'm talking about. And yet he is always entertaining, and that is why we have him on the show. 
Now we are at the bottom of a giant concrete structure at the center of UMass campus. We're in the campus center, folks, but we are entering the crystal ship. Yeah, we're going in the crystal ship now, and we are, yes, taking off. And we are hovering now over the valley. And in a minute, we're going to let you listen to some Diodato, but in a minute we're going to come back and we're going to talk to you about privacy on the internet. Can you imagine it? Yes, we'll be back in a second. We're coming back, and oh, it's just that magical music, huh? Is that not radio music? There's something about prog rock and talk that just works so well. Now, I don't want to do shenanigans. Often I will invite Waylon to speak, and I won't have his mic up, but I just think that's, you know, obviously I, it's nonsense. So, Waylon, how you doing? What up? Okay. Oh, yeah, oh. no, it's on. It's on. No, that wasn't fool a double me once. Shame on me. Well, yeah, you've been fooled so many times in this And I just studio. ruined that. You didn't even think about it. Did you, did you, how'd you ruin it? I said, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Right. But, but I said, fool, fool me, me once, shame on me. Fool me 14 I like times. That better. Fool me 14 times, what happens then? Because that's about how many times I've gotten you. You know, so I don't know what that means. I'm a fool 14 I'm times. I'm an idiot. No. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're not an idiot, so that's the good news. Um, now, I didn't want to spend a lot of time on it, but it is interesting. Like, I was waiting for you. You were a little late. That's okay. That's not a big deal. And it turns out, I was actually not even going to mention Vanessa today, your big bright orange van, which everyone in the Valley knows. Turns out someone was in your parking slot. Is that right? Well, yeah. Well, my, my three parking spaces. Well, that's what I'm thinking because there's three loading zone parking spaces. And I got to be very – so I got to be very specific about mm-hmm. – or clarify here. I park in the 15-minute flasher zone, okay? Yes. I don't park in the state. You don't mess with the state's. You don't mess with the state guys, okay? So I don't park in any of their parking spaces. Well, yeah. Obviously not a handicap space. But my loaning, my flasher zones were there. I still had the ability to go into one of the state car ones. Oh, shit. No, you but, don't want to do that. No. Oh, man. I tell you, every time I'm on this campus, they're pulling someone over. Oh, yeah. I mean, is this just a moneymaker for them? We've gone, we've gone over that before. Well, but yeah, bit, no, yeah. It, like... It's a little bit of the Westfield thing going on. There's yep. criminal justice that uh, people are doing, and so oh, it's, it's like, like the rookies. Almost, okay. yeah, it's like the rookies getting their their you know practice in, and and it's just you know that there's a lot of young kids on campus doing some stupid things. I don't think these cars they're pulling over are like doing anything. So I think it's inspection stickers. Inspection stickers. Like I got well, nailed that's... like two or three times. Ugh. But you know, I, the the whole system is a little ageist. So it's like, uh-huh. you know, when I was, when they were pulling me over, they could be pulling me over because I was young and dumb. for a sticker. That's their in. They but I'm see young and dumb. me. They don't want to mess with someone wise and older. You think they'd give me a pass? Mm, I don't know. They don't give. There's no like sec. There's no second chances. Is with that them. right? You can't. Yeah, yeah. Them. So it's like that. That you know, rejection sticker and you know, yeah, yeah, registration. Well, you you're know going. all about that now. Interestingly enough, you said 
that you have bear no resentment against the other people on your spots. Oh no, because it's there's camaraderie there. There's camaraderie. You respect. Yeah, there's a mutual them. respect. Uh, honor among thieves kind of situation. Exactly. They're, they're putting bottom themselves feeder. in a similar situation. You're all bottom feeders. <laughs> You're the worst. <laughs> exactly. You're the catfish. You're just bottom feeders on campus. You're stealing parking in loading zones. You know, there could be kidney transplants or heart transplants going out of that loading zone. You don't care. So as no. long as I can park there sometimes. Exactly. Now, I, I get that and I respect that. And I just want to say on a side note, the way people drive around the valley and kind of gets me angry. And it's not because they're aggressive. It's because they lack any kind of aggression whatsoever. So when someone yeah. cuts me off, I'm kind of like, good, thank God. I'm, I'm not out here alone. You know, I grew yeah, up, yeah. I learned how to drive outside of Boston. And then I spent 20 years in New York. I mean, that is just a toxic stew of, a, you know, vehicular aggression, basically. Yeah. It's not my fault. But, well, we, yeah. Go ahead. Well, we were talking about the pedestrian side of all this stuff, too. And the, there's the, there's two senses of valley entitlement when it comes to pedestrian. Yeah. There's the, uh, what we see in, you know, like a Northampton or an Amherst downtown. And that is the kind of arms up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Kind of like that's they're not exactly going to right. go across, like, really? but the arms up. Really? Really? But, You're going to drive? And I've seen people give me that arms up thing when they're like 10 feet from the crosswalk. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm supposed to just stop because in a 30 seconds, they're going to be at the crosswalk. That's some moral high-roading right there, right? Yeah. But I will say this. So there's, there's that. And then there's the brazen walking, yeah. which is what you find on the campus here. So it's like, I know the laws. I'm going to walk in the rain at night across the, the street with no, with no sort of light source or anything. And I'm going to make it over across and, and I may die to the other side. It. Exactly. It's like, but, know. you know, like... I get that. Those two are different, but and, I, this is actually sorry, a good go cycle. Yes, this please. is the last thing I'll say right here, mm, but I'm in this weird, thing, but. I'm in a very weird psychological, aggressive middle of this. Mm-hmm. So I used to live in Amherst, Northampton. What, yep. Northampton, I don't do this, but here, if I am in, if, if you're there, I'll wave you on. Yeah. And, and I just go, engine? let's just go, go, go. But no, no, no! I'm the pedestrian in this situation. Oh. So, like, oh, get, let's go, right. let's go. Let's go. Like, you know, don't like, waste you're, my time. you're good. You're yeah, good. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. If I get out and you still don't see me, I continue walking until you're going by, and I am, uh, you know, feet or sometimes inches around you. And on top Why? of that, that's just what you just described—a sense of entitlement. No, 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 no! Because I see them, and I'm doing this on purpose. Oh, gee, that's double entitlement. Well, You're no, teaching no, no. them a lesson? It's not <laughs> teaching... Well, so one t- one time, uh-huh. I, I was downtown mm-hmm. Amherst, had a couple of drinks. Oh, jeez. And I was walking to my friend's house, and it was right near um, the... It's not Forbes. What's... Jones Library. That crosswalk right there. Mm-hmm. So, person's going, and I'm coming out, and they're going kind of slow, but I'm I'm walking. They should have seen me. So, I get real... Like, I'm very close to their car, and I just give it a little. Oh, and really? And I pop the little uh, back, uh, just ooh. like hit it with, a, uh, with uh. my hand. Oh, no. I felt so bad. You don't This do person yeah. stopped. They thought they killed somebody. Oh, my God. It was this old guy. He <laughs> oh had no idea. But I mean, he was a little oblivious, too, so I'm not too upset about yeah, it. He was but old. just a little pop. Just a little pop. Oh, that's terrible. And What's wrong with you? No, that's great. No. Because now he's going to be thinking about those oh, crosswalks man. from now on. 
And I knew I was in the situation. I keep my distance. I know He's what's going hasn't on. Left the house since you did that. Oh, okay. he was. He was mortified. All right, we have to move on. It's okay that we do this. We're the free associates. It's part of our thing. Associating freely. Associating. I'm so glad you put your phone away. I was going to say something. Well, first off, this is you know what I was doing. We were talking about talking about something at the end, and I and I remembered an article. So I'm okay. not just over here yapping about on the Facebooks. Okay. I'm All actually right, doing a little research, doing a little, research, doing a little guilty. Yes, at the end of the show, maybe in the last 10 minutes, we're going to tackle the Joker controversy, yeah. that film, okay? But that's yet to come. Can you describe the articles on barbarianinthevalley.com? It's a short article, and it's an opinion piece. What's, what are they saying, basically? Okay, so story in a nutshell. Uh, it, it was, I was, I couldn't see the date on the PDF you sent me, okay. but I was thinking that it was so, somewhat reactionary to the whole Facebook, um, third app. Well, yeah, it's definitely post 2016. Exactly. Right. Because they talk so, about Cambridge Analytica. Yep. So Cambridge Analytica, so, third party apps, in the couple years, you know, pillaging all of your data. And essentially it says that, uh, one Facebook from the get go eviscerated our privacy we kind of understood it, but we, our anger and our apathy is a little stronger than our actual understanding of technology. So they basically had free reign, and we signed up, and we, you know, signed on the dotted line, and we got us our, got ourselves into this situation. And then it offers kind of like a cop out solution. I, I feel like of it, you know, they're like, but alas, we can save ourselves by adopting all the European. Mm-hmm. legislation and right. thinking about the, this always the answer so i mean the big thing is it's that scandinavian answer yeah yeah so it's the big thing is it gives a little historical context of how facebook got to the point of a cambridge analytica they actually needed these third-party apps to take yes, your data was to succeed um, so yeah. just like a marinade on this for a second because i thought that was interesting because i think so often in the case where we see the bad guy there's probably four or five other factors bearing down upon the situation that's prompting the bad guy to behave worse than they should. Yeah. So, you know, not to be an apologist, but Facebook needed these apps to get people to go on to Facebook. These apps basically demanded that they have access to the data. Is that right? Is that your understanding? Yeah, for the most yeah. part. Well, how could they call that shot, though? Because they were free, essentially? They were free. And, yeah. and that was, I mean, their... They're emulating what Facebook is doing. Mm-hmm. And at the time, you really don't think too much of what you can do with that data. At least I didn't think so. Mm-hmm. I mean, I grew up in a time where, and you haven't experienced this, My fir- the first rendition of Facebook came out when I was a freshman in college. And it was something that was insular. You could only yes, be on that. Facebook if you had a college account. Yes. So all of this stuff was online, but it didn't feel like the globe was watching it. It felt like hmm. you had, and, and again, well, to step can, back can from we, there. Can we, can yeah, we go even, ahead. That was the whole appeal of Facebook because there already was Friendster and other things that bear a great resemblance. The whole idea of Facebook, as I understood it, was we're going to, like you said, create a closed circuit. This is not going to be open to the world. Now, obviously, that changed. But that was the, like, it's just going to be Harvard people. It's going to be like an intranet, you know, 
Um, That's exactly why it, it thrived and succeeded in its early day. And I yeah. can say that with a whole bunch of confidence oh, yeah. because... I remember that. Even, like I said, I mean, we're I'm posting pictures on the internet of <laughs> me as an 18, 19-year-old college student being pretty debaucherous at Zoomass. And yeah. I'm not thinking anything of it because... Grandma wasn't on Facebook. Mom and dad weren't on Facebook then. And it was a new time where people really didn't know how to use the internet. Well, that's true. You are definitely patient zero in this case. For sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've always been baffled by Facebook's success. i kind of baffled by it because, and I don't know if you were on Friendster. First of all, MySpace was terrible. It was just a terrible interface and everything. But Friendster... Uh, was very close to what Facebook was and was up and running and really quite successful. I do understand that Facebook was a reaction to Friendster and said, we're going to close the the loop, basically. But then they opened it up right again. But I couldn't figure out, like, is Mark Zuckerberg a genius? Because to me, he's just a guy who stole Friendster, put it local, and then obviously has some intelligence he's parlayed this but there's no real innovation there that i see what's the innovation with facebook that is the innovation and i'm going to give you an example of what the kids are doing right now that i I i figured this out and was like oh my god like this is an actual genius thing so there used to be this thing called vine are you do you remember what vine is so i think i do go ahead and remind us so vine is to summarize vine vine was about 10 I think 10 second, 15 second videos. If you watch kids it's like on Twitter YouTube, video, yeah, right? Exactly. But ex- yeah, vi- exactly what it is. So people would make these kind of narratives on Vine, kind of stupid little videos, and it was really big. I have no idea why it did, it, it had such a kind of um, just huge rise and fall, but mm-hmm. it went to the wayside. There's a new thing called TikTok. It's the same exact thing as Vine, essentially. But I have two kids in my class. One of them has 11,000 followers. I was like, what? One of them has 15,000 followers. And I was like, hmm, what is going on here? The kids are like feverishly into this. It's all about micro-viralness now. What, essentially, that company didn't, they just took the wheel, but now they take your face in these hundreds, you know, these tens of millions of people, and they put your face, like 15 minutes of fame, to 100,000 people over here. And if you have 100,000 people watch something, you're going to have 5%, 10%, probably hit the like button. You might have, you know, you might have, you know, 2 or 3% follow you. So they've figured out that... It's the same exact thing, like Friendster and Facebook, same exact thing, but there is a certain level of knocking at the door that really launches your company into the next level. Hmm. And that's what it was. It, it's, it's this weird thing where it's, it's all about the, that identity and that, and that likes and that... Well, I get that. I mean, honestly, I've wondered if Instagram and other companies have bots that subscribe and like Oh, they to. absolutely do. Okay, they do, right? They do. Because, I mean, I've never been in that, that wash, you know. I've, I've just never been there. I did have, uh, I have to say, a YouTube video that got over 100,000 views. But, so it, I mean, it bad. also can happen, too. 200,000. I mean, 200,000. Yeah, it was my Cloverfield theory. You remember the movie Cloverfield? Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had a theory 
that the monster, because I don't know if you remember before Cloverfield came out, there was a lot of speculation of what the monster was. My theory was it was the actual island of Manhattan was the monster. <laughs> like a living sea beast. I love it. And it ended up being a really lame monster, honestly. The movie wasn't that bad or it wasn't that good, but I got a lot of views on that, legitimate views. Although I had to disable the comments because they got very nasty. <laughs> um, so I was just, I just like, okay, we're not, no more comments. You know, I don't think I have a, a skin thick enough to, to handle this. But you're, the kids in your class, do you think that their followers are real followers? I, I, I think they are, actually. What I think they're doing is they're just throwing a bone to all these kids. And if you have one or two kids at Northampton High School that gets 15,000 followers or 15,000 likes on a video... That sends everybody into a frenzy. Yeah, and imagine I mean, I'm, doing I'm that. Ready to sign up? I mean, yeah. Now, what kind of videos are they posting? 10, 15 seconds of them dancing. Jeez. Oh, nothing of substance. Nothing that is warranting. It's it's actually really. I, I was like, when I f- understood it, the first one was like, oh, that person went viral. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I don't understand the video, but you know, kids these days. Mm-hmm. The second one, I was like, whoa, there's something going on here. And I haven't even looked it up yet. I mean, this could be my Cloverfield. This, I'm almost positive this is what they're doing. Because I go, uh, today, uh, at the end, end of class, person, one of them was watching TikTok. I was like, who's that? They're like, I don't know. I was like, so that's just a random person in the world that you're watching the video of? How did you, how did you see that? They're like, oh, it came up on my home feed. So it's like chat roulette meets fine almost. Yeah, exactly. Kind of. But except, yeah. Except, except that you have more traction. Yeah. Plus traction. And, and less wieners. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that's interesting. And so it's, it's curated in that sense. It's a little depressing, honestly. But I suppose all of it is. Now mm. let's step back to, uh, of course, we know that I've been rejected from Facebook. I was on Facebook. Let me just give you my own Facebook saga. I was on Facebook and I began not liking my friends. Um, yeah, that's why I, I was like, listen, I don't, I lo- I know I love these people, love them. I have great friends, but this one's posting their dinner. This one's talking about the protests in Iran. I'm almost sure they don't know what's going on over there, but they've joined the green revolution. And it just, to me, it represented the, 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 the shellac, the, the very thin veneer on people, not who they really were. And so I thought to myself, yeah, I don't really like how this is affecting me. Now, I cannot go on it, but I also felt like, well, my will is involved in it. You know, if I have an account, then my intention is there. And it was right at the time that I was going to look for my first teaching job. So I was worried. I thought, you know, everyone tells you you're supposed to be on Facebook and stuff like that. And it took me a while to be like, okay, I'm off the – and they made it hard, you know, because when you disable your account, if it, your web browser signs in by accident again, it reactivates your account. I mean, it's, they make it hard to leave. It was the best thing I did, not the best thing I ever did, but one of the best things I ever did. And by the way, it's probably why I got my job, because I did not rely on the internet to get my job. I actually walked my resume all over New York City looking for jobs, and I got one in a, during a hiring freeze. I was probably one of the only history teachers hired in that year in New York City. And I attribute that to not f- being lulled into complacency, thinking if I just Facebook or internet my resume out that that's going to do the trick it's not going to do the trick um so i quit and yes there is by the way a really funny comedy college comedy skit about this it's quite good you should look it up this guy's oh, yeah, at a party it, yeah. 
And he's like, I'm about to leave this party. I need to let everyone know at this party that this is too shallow for me. It's, a, it's, it's as if someone was leaving a party the way people leave Facebook. <laughs> it's pretty well done. But then I tried to get back on in this radio show, and they blocked me. They blocked me twice because they thought I was, I don't know, botting out or a Russian or something like that. You're on Facebook, right? Yep. Now, how do you feel? And and by the way, just to, for clarification, will you go back and delete your 2000 photos from when you were freshman at UMass? Do you delete them? I killed my college self on it. Yeah, like you I killed it. I totally nuked that account. You nuked everything it. associated with it, pulled everything. When did you do that? Oh man, it must have been very very early in my in my teaching career. It was, because yeah. well, it became right so. Mode. You're saying like everybody, you're like going around Facebook is your resume. No, it's actually that's actually the thing that well, takes down people. No, I know and, that now. But when I did it, it wasn't. It hadn't turned like that. Yeah, you know, it hadn't become a tentacle that could to rip rip your job out from. And under I had make you. a whole. I made a whole bunch of things private. But I, but then in my mind, I was like, you know, if I'm making this private, that's, that doesn't mean anything. But is that you know? stuff still out there? I have the digital copies of everything. Like I wouldn't sure. delete all the digital, you know, artifacts. But of Facebook all of that. still has it, don't they? No. They, they, well, mm. probably. Yeah, I'm not going to say they don't. It says after three months or whatever, we delete everything from our servers. Is that right? So you have to. So what you did, you know, like like what you were doing is signing in in the first three months, but you can hit the permanently delete, but it gives you that three month month buffer. So yeah. I downloaded all my data and I walked away. Yeah, but that's hard, man. That's very hard. Why? I mean, because first off, some people don't like this feature, but I—it actually was the thing that kept me on there. Here's a memory from five years ago, six years yeah, ago. Yeah, you were saying that before. So, so it's kind all of like, a sudden yep. you just see, and that's a great way to then connect with people that you haven't talked about or talked to in a while. Yep. You know, like oh, remember this? Ha ha! Let's get together. A lot of a lot of times, it kind of organically came out came about because Facebook's algorithm was sending me something from six, seven, eight years ago. Yes, and so you had to say goodbye to that. But I'm assuming you don't have any real regrets about this. No, you felt not at like all. you had to do it. In fact, I almost, in a sense, was it, it was kind of a rebirth of my more adult self. Okay. So don't get me wrong; I'm the same person. I always say this to. Like people are like, oh, what are you like in the classroom? I'm the same exact person. I just don't swear as much. Like, that's 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 the the difference, you know? Because I'm I'm trying to be there. If if you're inauthentic in the classroom, then you're going to be an inauthentic. You're going to be an effective teacher. Sure. Because then you can't establish the relationships and this to that. Um, So when I, you know, did you? I'm sorry, but did you have students like you said it was early in your teaching career, but maybe not right at the beginning. Were there moments that, like, first fall and spring where people were like, oh, my God, I found your Facebook profile, and you were like, oh, geez, I better no, delete that? No, but um, definitely kids trying to Facebook friend me, that kind of creeped yeah. me out, things oh, like yeah. that. You know, they're all, that. they all creep on you and stuff, but one of the things— I pranked you once. Do you remember that? What? Which one? I texted you as if I was a student. And you oh, and it was yeah. up on my new phone number. Oh yeah, <laughs> you were hitting the roof. Oh no, because I mean, you, were, boundaries, you sent man. me angry texts like, "I don't know who's which student this is." But yeah, you but need if to I find out, it. yeah, yeah, I got Liam Neeson on you <laughs> for sure. Yeah. But that was, I mean, that was another. I mean, we could go, and, we could have an entire episode <laughs> oh, on teacher should. psychology and everything. But at the time, I was a 26, 27 year old teacher. Yeah. So there's already, and we we're talking about ageism and you know, um, getting pulled over. There's ageism in 
in you know getting hired as a teacher too, because the er- the younger that you are, the the more that the students are going to to consider you a person. You know, I I don't try to you be an authoritative figure in the classroom in the traditional sense, sure. but you know they no, can walk I mean, all I over you at it. a young age. So I was mm-hmm. trying to establish firm boundaries and everything, and I did have students try to text me. Like, yep. yo, what up? I'm like, how did you get this number? Never text me again. That was me. You know? So it's like, <laughs> you got you to gotta, you gotta watch out for that stuff. So, you, like, that was when I was being, you know, I was pretty hard on that. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So now we're going to take a break with some music and just uh, for a couple of minutes. So when we get back, we have to stop our free association a little bit so that listeners out there can get their fill of privacy. They can't call in because this is pre-recorded. so we need to give them... Um, an ability to feel like we actually read the article instead of just spouting off. Or just call Norm's uh, private line at (laughs) 1-800-555-NORM. Okay, you go ahead and try that. (laughs) 